Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Monday, January 29th. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. VMIAD Jim Miller announces his retirement after stepping into the post on a permanent basis in July 2022, per the Richmond Times-Dispatch's John O'Connor. Miller intends to remain with the key debts until his successor is selected. James Madison President Jonathan Alger and outgoing Dukes AD Jeff Bourne sit down with Connect Steph Garcia Psychos to discuss the state of athletics in Harrisonburg, opportunities and challenges on the horizon, as well as what traits are needed in the next AD. Alger stating, there are a variety of things I've learned from working with Jeff on the role of the AD and what it takes to be successful. It starts with understanding the culture of JMU and being a team player. Athletics is not an island that plays by its own set of rules. You are part of a larger educational institution with a focus on student-athlete success and welfare, not cutting corners. This is not a place where we want to win at all costs and turn a blind eye to everything else. The culture matters and integrity really matters. Alger also talks about the requirement of fiscal responsibility by the new AD, as well as an ability to work constructively with university faculty and a holistic portfolio of sport success. Bourne's advice to the next leader, I would always err on the side of over-communication. It's all about relationships. You have to get to know people. Different people need different communication styles. There's not anything broken here. There's nothing that needs to be fixed. It's about building relationships. The D1 dossier for James Madison's AD opening is available now. More Virginia Tech AD Whit Babcock, who tells the Roanoke Times' Mark Berman that upgrading Castle Coliseum is still on the agenda. I do believe NIL has played a role in that Castle project slowing. But I do regret, we haven't got that project done yet. I'd certainly like to have it happen sooner or later. We've had a number of people step up. We just haven't been able to cross a certain dollar threshold to get a full design, a full price and kind of get it moving. Babcock says he'd like to have about $10 million in hand before starting the design phase and the Hokies are still $2.5 million away. While the total cost won't be known until after the design phase, Babcock believes it will be roughly $40 to $50 million, which is lower than the original 2021 plan. That 2021 plan was before this new era of NIL. I don't know if you want to use up all your resources on an ostentatious Taj Mahal. But when we do it, it needs to set the course for the next 30 or 40 years. You don't want to go low. Babcock believes NIL will slow down the facility's arms race in college sports, telling Berman, I've never heard a free agent in any professional sport say they went anywhere because of the facilities. Now, your facilities have to be good enough to show that it's important and a commitment. But I do think at the end of all this that the NIL model actually could be less expensive. I would predict in the not-too-distant future it will all be back under one umbrella. USCAD Jennifer Cohen talks about NIL, the transfer portal, construction timelines for facility projects and more on the Peristyle podcast. On NIL, I think we're going to get more clarity on those rules and enforcement on those rules moving forward. The reality is that we are serving our current student-athletes well and if we are providing not only great coaches and great facilities, but also opportunities through NIL, we are going to retain our student-athletes and recruit the best of the best. We are really competitive in NIL when it comes to our donor collective and we're even more competitive when you combine that with brand opportunities in LA. It's my job as the athletic director to develop the best services and programs for all of our student-athletes and NIL has been a top priority for me since I got here. We will be evolving our in-house NIL program again. It could be that we have an in-house agency, it could be that we outsource to somebody like WME, we might do that more locally. We're not behind in that space. As for the facilities roadmap, we're building a new soccer and lacrosse facility that will break ground on in four to six weeks. 
We're building a 163,000 square foot football center. Coaches' offices, recruiting spaces, really excited about the sports science component. We're also adding a new practice field that will be ready for the fall. The new football center will be finished in 2026. We're making great progress. We're raising $200 million and so far we've raised over $80 million. Loyola Marymount AD Craig Pintens tells the Los Angeles Times' Chuck Shilkin that a study conducted last fall to evaluate the athletic department as a whole was prompted by a combination of all the significant changes that have occurred and will be occurring. Pintens went on to explain that we are in a time of exponential and rapid change across intercollegiate athletics, requiring that LMU athletics also adapt to be competitive and successful in the future. This was a complex decision that was made after carefully considering various internal and external factors, in consultation with external partners and select university leadership. As the department positions itself for the future, Pintense noted that LMU has had to hire a new staff member to handle NIL matters, including student-athlete education and the university's compliance with NCAA rules. Schools that do not devote meaningful attention to NIL opportunities, education and compliance may struggle to compete in the future, particularly when taking into account the transfer portal we want to be prepared for any direction that NIL may take in future years, including the strong possibility that schools will be able to be involved with NIL within the framework of an institution and athletic department. LMU says the discontinuation of six sports will not result in the elimination of staff positions. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Monday, January 29th. We'll see you back here this afternoon.